that's all done on purpose. Not doing it is done on purpose. Gotcha. We don't want to be leaders. We don't want to be gurus. Yeah. That's, mm. that's really dangerous. And when people tend to have the halo effect, so when you have a group like this and you, oh, wow, it's your group, they tend to give you way more credit than you deserve as knowing more than because you're leading a group. And then we try to do everything in our power to show that we're idiots and, to, and then to not have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, we, and that's why you never see me run a content session or Hollis is that we're not going to be the teachers. Welcome to the Innovative Founder, the show where entrepreneurs get real. real. These are the raw, the gut-wrenching, often hilarious, sometimes shocking, and definitely entertaining stories of innovative business founders who are making their beautiful dent in the world. No BS, no posturing, and no narcissists allowed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the unscripted adventures on today's episode. Now, here's your hairless hosts, Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd. Hey, everybody. Brandon here. Excited about our show today. I've got Michael Lovitch from the Baby Bathwater Institute is our guest. I am a member of Baby Bathwater Institute. And if you're wondering what in the heck that name is about, I'll tell you. So I'm, I'm excited uh, because I've been a part of this group for oh, a little over a year. And it's kind of like, you know, when you find your tribe, when you know, when you find people that you really resonate with, um, that's what the experience has been like being a part of this community. And so I want to have Michael on today. Um, What's going on? Well, let's see. I just uh, spent some time. I always got to give you an update, right? You always got to know about, you know, cabins and jujitsu. You know, Bob's not here to talk about golf right now, but doing a lot of traveling here. Been uh, meeting in Chicago with some some great clients. Are really enjoying having some story days with them as far as, as far as feed stories go. Got to do some travel here in the Upper Midwest, in Wisconsin, and freeze a little bit. So it's been really fun. But anyway, getting back to baby bathwater. Michael Lovett started a group years ago that he was essentially started the group that he was looking for. And he had been to traditional trade shows, masterminds and groups and found some things that he just wasn't super comfortable with. He's going to talk about them today. And when I heard about this group and I heard about it through different circles of people who talked about it, I found that the people who were talking positively about it were just simply so down to earth. They were doing really well. They're, they were making a lot of money. They had successful businesses, but they were also traveling. They were also uh, experienced junkies. They're, they're people that just had a, a one, they, they weren't trying to posture. They were just genuine people who were looking to have a genuinely beautiful experience while on this earth. And, and that part of that experience included entrepreneurship. So Michael years ago started this community because he and a friend of his, Hollis, for, for, from all, for all intents and purposes, were, were, were going to these events but they were sick and tired of the posturing. They were sick and tired of the comparison that was going on. And, you know, look at how much money I have. Look at my status symbols. Look at my, my you know, the, my, my success assets. And they were tired of it. So they created something. And that something took off and became Baby Bathwater. And so today there's, I don't know how many members, but we meet all over the place and it's a lovely community of, uh, it, it's kind of what I see is like the next evolution of business owners and entrepreneurs. It's yes, we want to get together. We want to be successful. We want to have a successful business, but we also want to have an amazing life, an interesting life with interesting people and interesting connections. And that generally doesn't have anything to do with how much money you, you're making. So 
I'm a big fan of the community, and that's why I wanted to have Michael on today. So without further ado, I introduce to you Michael Lovich. Yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about your experience. So looking at the show notes that you were, the big problem, it sounds like you were trying to solve for yourself and now for others is how to just vet good people to work with that has a big heart, sharing good juju other than what is so much out there around how can we glean every last space on your credit card to supplement their income. So yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. about that a little bit. I mean, the the issue wasn't what we thought it was. At the beginning, it was like, let's just, I don't know, you guys are doing business networking groups yeah. or whatever, oh, yeah. the entrepreneur landscape, and you always meet some cool people, but generally when you go to these things, it becomes like this pissing contest of sorts. Yes. <laughs> and then people are more interested in your status than who you are. Yeah. And they just generally suck. And then we saw like these groups only work if people help each other. It's hard to help out people you don't like or trust or that you think their business is bullshit. So mm-hmm. you're in a, when I got lucky and finally got to an eight figure company, I joined all the stuff. And, I, and at first there was some status there for me because I came from that thing. I was like, oh, wow, look, I'm in the fucking whatever yeah the club. Name. you're in the club i made it yeah. and yeah. you're around these people and for the most part they don't care about their company they're just doing it for the cash and they're seeing who can buy the biggest morton's dinner at the end of the night oh. a lot of guys are pretty shitty they're talking about their cars or young chicks or whatever and i was at the top of my game and i just found myself not sharing my best shit with them so i go to these things mm. i'm like i'm not gonna help that fucking asshole why would i want to <laughs> you're supposed to these groups work Based on that, we're all going to help each other. But I'm not sharing my Facebook strategy with this dick. I don't want him to grow. <laughs> no, nice. like why yeah. am I sharing my stuff with that guy? So that was the genesis of some of this. Like when I, again, I sold my company and I had free time, and Hall sold his. We always said we'd do something together, and we said, "Hey, let's throw a party and let's not be like those assholes." And we did shrooms a lot. And we just made a bunch of rules. And that's kind of how <laughs> all we were looking for at the beginning is kind, generous souls who are a little weird and quirky because we generally weird people are nicer than not weird people. I just found <laughs> kid who played Dungeons and Dragons is usually a lot cooler than the person who like beat your ass in the wrestling. Hellfi- Hellfire Club. Yeah, yeah. So I like the weirdos and this kind of the quirk. And that was the beginning of it. Let's get some fun weirdos who give a shit and then give them shit to do. Give them good set and setting, like a good acid trip and let's go. And that worked. We created a community. But what it does create also is a bunch of hens in a hen house for a fucking box to get in. Mm. So the baby of what we did was like, wow, have you been there? Like the nicest people ever and so many smart people, but it's giving and whoa. And, but then, and then they trust us because we must've done all this work betting. But then when a sociopath who could play the game of being a nice, generous person gets in, sure, it's a bloodbath. And we had one. Yeah. And we're like, oh, whoa, like we're assholes because we bit off more we could chew at the beginning. We didn't, we were creating this thing, this not utopia. We'd never say that. Look, it's more working. Everybody's so generous and right. this is great. And then we didn't count on what was that, right? It was like, oh, whoa, we got to be really, we got to be the assholes. Like we got to get in there and stop that because it's our fault. So vulnerability is a weird thing. So you want these great worlds and now you're starting to see the reason why there's all these laws. <laughs> and because mm. I think this happens since the beginning of history. Yeah. It's just yeah. a couple of wrong people you have to then be more careful. And then you have this trusting environment. Well, then, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure I've been a member now for year, almost two years. And I'm sure there is this balance between being a parent and being yes. a vetter and being in policing. And you want the yeah. energy and the group to 
enjoy being in the hen house, if you will. You, yes. You don't want to be a heavy hand, but you want to protect your loyal members and protect their experience. Totally. And you're not necessarily an FBI trained right. spot psych sociopaths. Totally. And so I'm sure it's a delicate balance of yeah, what you have to do. The biggest unexpected use of our time mm. <laughs> has been the discipline. But you, you, you did, but you did say you were a, a trained cult programmer. We did in grad <laughs> school. I was more of, the, more of a grad school bitch for one. Like I, in grad school, I studied <laughs> unconscious persuasion. That's okay. kind of what I'm trained to do. And then my professor was a real culty programmer. Back in the 90s, there's no transcribing thing. So I had to transcribe all the videos for him and summarize them. And so basically, you're the bitch. If you want to get your thesis done, you got to kiss ass. <laughs> so I had thousands of hours of transcribing culty programming sessions and then also going through with him and making the notes and, you know, that kind of thing. I wasn't the program. I was 27. <laughs> but it's, yeah, so I've always been very sensitive to group dynamics mm. and that and how and like one thing we tried to build our thing on was not being called leaders like you'll see paul's i don't talk at the events you don't see us teaching anything you don't see any there's the baby bathwater way none of that crap none of the hey you're so special you're in this thing here's what we believe none of that stuff that's all done on purpose not doing it is done on purpose gotcha. we don't want to be leaders we don't want to be gurus yeah that's because mm. that's really dangerous and when people tend to have the halo effect so when you have a group like this and you Oh, wow, it's your group. They tend to give you way more credit than you deserve as knowing more than because you're leading a group. And then we try to do everything in our power to show that we're idiots and, to, and then to not have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to show, look, we're not the fucking whatever. And, we, and that's why you never see me run a content session or Hollis is that we're not going to be the teachers and all we'll do is a dumb toast. And that's it. We'll play some dumb game, but we're not going to preach it. Gotcha. That's how you get big trouble. Okay. So but yeah, but I was used to, I thought I could handle, I thought I could, I thought I had a, a detector. I thought I had a bullshit detector that, that I don't have. So I overestimated my ability to like judge people Yeah. because of my stupid hubris of my background. And I got us into a lot of trouble. I think you got to give yourself um, more credit because isn't it true from your studies and your experience in the, in the space of hypnosis that isn't it true that a psychopath is someone who's convinced that certainty is what makes them seem yeah, worthy and they're crazy. convinced of their own. Yeah. And they're, they're, idealism. Don't the same, they don't have the shame tells. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, yeah. Cause they don't have a fucking sense of shame. Yes. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that they're out there and there's a lot, it was like 3% so three out of every hundred people you meet is a fucking psychopath. It's crazy. Really? And then, if you look at all the disorders, yeah, the borderline, narcissist, blah, 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 it's like almost 10% of the people you know have some type of actually real disorder that's incurable. Yeah. Interesting. It's like a personality disorder that they call them. Like it's, they're real things. And yeah. those people are trouble. And Brandon, you wonder why I stay home. <laughs> right. Yeah. We Bob Bob's like, come out. He doesn't come I out. I got a much. 10% chance of running into a psychopath yeah. today. He's, oh, he's no. He's running into him. <laughs> yeah. They attract Bob's attracting him. Yeah. There's a book but, I was reading of the five types of people to stay away from. And you're at the list. You hit all the boxes. It's amazing. Yeah. He goes through all the disorders and the things. And basically, it's because you think there's a way to handle them. He's like, no, the best way to deal with them is to get away from them. Run. Run for it. 
but then there's a ways to get away from it. There's no, here's how you handle that person. It's never that. It's just figure out a way to get out without them like stalking. Don't give them your number. Get away elegantly, but don't make too much fuss about it. Or they'll, they'll yeah. never forget you and they'll ruin your life forever. Divert your eyes. Yeah. Just no, do it elegantly. No don't touch. When you leave. <laughs> run and then run. So how, when would, when was this kind of hit home for you? Was it in building your businesses and you had an experience? Because it seemed just from the notes, it seems like it's been, you've had, you had a few situations, you're going to these groups, but was there some kind of defining situation where you got burned or you thought, whoa, that person took a left turn and I didn't see that coming. That psychopath thing recent. And that's because of baby bathwater. Yeah, yeah. Music we created baby bathwater was again we didn't have a vision it was we call it revisionist vision we had no fucking plan for this thing the baby bathwater part yeah you know, basically i had we had met at these things yeah made fun of them a lot but we had a good time there's baby again there's baby <laughs> uh-huh. and then mostly bathwater and then we always said when i sold my company and got away rid of my partners and he sold his that we do a business together and then we happened to sell our companies like 10 years ago about the same time yeah. and we happened to be in boulder and we happen to both love drugs and drink a lot. So basically, you're in Boulder <laughs> with more money than we were used to. And that's why I'm a member. Yes. Keep going. Getting right. fucked up all the time. And my wife was like, good job on making money. But you got to get out of the house. And, you know, you got to do something. Just get out. Like, you you can't just <laughs> hang out with Hollis and, you're, and just fuck around all day. I'm, you know, it's disgusting. Get out of here. <laughs> so I was like, and then... I always put on my bar bills on the company card with my supplement company, right? So I always yeah. put the, that's how I hit how much I drank. And then all of a sudden I'm putting on my own card. My wife, so I was like, Hollis, man, I know we don't have an idea for a real company yet, but I need a card now. <laughs> so we basically had to accelerate the business plan so I could get a card so I could hide how much I drank at bars with my wife. The reason why, our big, that was the reason why. Yeah, all great entrepreneurial seizures start with a need you're trying to fill and need for, hiding, hiding need to hide stuff from your wife. Yeah, okay. I get it. Comes from. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And we said, let's just throw a party that's better than everybody else's. And then we listed off Ben Franklin, everything we hate about these things. Yeah. And we tried to not, we tried to make it different. And then Hollis had that hookup at the Hunter Mountain at the ski resort in the middle of Utah. He had the hookup there. And we said, Hey, can we throw a party at your place? They're like, sure. Invited 60 people. And then lost a couple hundred grand because we didn't know what it didn't know the business but it was legendary because we were the first it was nine years ago and we had shrooms going like we had drugs this is before the <laughs> michael pollens book like we had shrooms we had skiing we had live music nobody had seen anything like this in the business world yeah yeah nine years ago and is this crazy and we didn't <laughs> we were changing the agenda every second it wasn't what you've been to it was just so disorganized but a beautiful mess is we had a ragtag team and just <laughs> It was great, but a horrible, everything went wrong, but in a great way, one of those yeah. events. And then people were like, when does it happen again? And we were like, yeah. but again, but we're charging a lot more because this is a lot of work to lose a lot of money. And then we raised <laughs> it. And this kind of evolved into, we do it a couple of times and then we started making rules. And then the after the third event, we were like, happy you aren't coming back. So that was the, I think what really made our group was before we were a membership group, we were just doing two parties a year. And we were like, okay, only happy you were coming back. Period. Because we need new people. And how, how are we deciding? We're having, we're only taking people that are nice and generous and we don't care if you're a big deal. And we disinvited a bunch of big deals, ah. people with big names and yeah. kept people that nobody fucking knew. And we kept doing it. And all, a culture developed of, oh, wow, this is a, this is about being nice. This isn't about being a big deal. And then people who show off or wanted you to be cool, they were gone. They're booted. And people who are humble and nice stayed and we didn't care. 
So we're not the best business people. Baby Bathwater is not the elite business tycoons. It is not that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're good enough business, but great at life. But we're not, though. You don't go to baby. You have a lot of talented people. You're talented, a lot yeah. of talent. But I don't claim to have the best people at anything. That's not what we're going for here. We're yeah. not a group of excellence. And we're not the best in the world, but we're give a shitters. Yes. And we're nice. And I think we got a head pull on straight. And, I, and we're for the people who wouldn't enough. What's enough here? Like, we're not like, sure. How much do you fucking need, really? There's What's the purpose of this. Yeah, there's plenty of places to go if you want to be impressed by the latest guru and nothing against them. No, if just, you want to get the latest strategies and if you want to ooh and ah, totally. and that's fine. And again, nothing against that whatsoever. Different, they're different strokes, man. Like it's some people, and I like it, we, the people who fit into the thing you we got, they love their work, right? So we like people yeah. who love working and who give a shit about the thing they're doing. Now, there's a lot of people work to go fishing. That's fucking awesome. It's just not a fit for our group. And, yeah. and some people are working so they can retire and go off. Nothing wrong with that at all. We're the weirdos who like to work. Yeah. So we're just, you know, it's just, we're a certain kind of weird, but we're not better. Yeah. We just, we're, you just kind of, that's where the affinity is. Yeah. We're all somehow addicted to doing this thing. We all give, we all like to do things we care about. We're all like to be nice to each other. We love money, but we're not addicted to money. So it's, yeah. and then we're all like, like doing stuff, but we don't need the status that goes with it because we call those people status monkeys, in other words. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? So to do it because you like it and, and a certain yeah. amount of status is bad, but you know what I'm saying? There's a, yeah. Everything has its limits. So that's what we start, but we didn't deliberately go after this. It's just what happened. Yeah. And then now, as you, this group means a lot to a lot of people. So now, out of obligation, we have to be like, now it's become a thing that means something, but this is completely meaningless until six years ago. It's this fun thing for four years. And then now it's a full-time job and now it means something, but we didn't, there was no plan. I wish I could say that we had this thought out, but it wasn't Yeah, at, at all. How has it out. evolved? I've only been a member for the last couple of years. So how's it evolved? Uh, you're and, seeing and... a very, yeah, it's interesting because you're seeing a very different, you're seeing a much tighter ship. Okay. And then the kind of newest group of the, the Lisa's and the Melanie's like just the kind of the people are better. Like, so you're seeing this. So it's not as crazy as it was. Uh -huh. I mean, it used to be insane. Was, we were like Cooks Unite was our first call to action. Like Cooks Unite is this crazy town, all a bunch of nice people, but just, and then when Cynthia came, she tightened the ship up and then now we have obligations. And then the new breed that's come in in this whole house, they're better people than we are. Okay. So you're just coming to a better thing, like with more, more meaning than it was before. In a way, it was a beautiful mess in that period. You, know, you, can, you can't replicate that. But now it's a community that really cares for each other. And then most of the people in the group, like I've learned a lot. They're better people than I am. And so I've had to be better, which has been super cool. Mm. I'm, saying, I'm kind of a jack off. Like, <laughs> I still not that I'm not a jack off now, but I'm meeting people who aren't jack offs. They actually are giving back more than I am. And just a lot of all that stuff, right? Yeah that I like, yeah, yeah. And now I'm meeting all these people and they're really doing it and they're nice and they're fun. I'm like, I could do a lot better. So we've had to be better because everybody in our group's kind of better than us. And then what's funny is at the beginning, if you looked at success by money, you know, we were probably in the top 10th or 20th percentile. Now Hollis and I are in the bottom 10th of the 20th. So we're in the bottom 10th or 20th percentile of our group. So it's changed in the dynamic. So it's neat. So yeah, so it's changed, everything changes. It's more tame, but then it's way more valuable in the sense of our, everything we're doing. Now we are keeping out the sociopathic. Those kind of things are much tighter with our 
code of conduct. We haven't had problems with our new rules and stuff like that. It's working. But yeah, it's different, but the same type of people. Just it turns out there are a lot of successful, neat people who are nice. <laughs> and we didn't Imagine that was that. a surprise. And they're cool. nicer than us. <laughs> so it's <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool. You met some other people. It's like, where the fuck oh, did yeah. you come from? It's crazy. It's amazing. I'm a I'm not that I'm selfish by nature. And so it's challenging in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense because these people are like real. This is what the fuck. Hey everybody, Brandon here. Hope you're enjoying this spirited interview with Michael Lovich. If you are someone who you think you might be a candidate for a community of entrepreneurs that is kind of fringe, kind of out there, kind of open to uh, all different types of experiences, and one that isn't about posturing and measuring and comparing, you might want to take a look at Baby Bathwater. I'm a fan. I've been a part of the group, and I enjoy the people. I've made some tremendously great friends there that are long-term. So uh, if that's something that sounds interesting to you, if that resonates with you, definitely go check out babybathwater.com. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. Hey, Michael, let's do a time jump. So you hinted, hey, I sold a, you had a supplement company and sold it. Let's talk, talk about like the origins of that company and talk us through that a little bit. What was that like? Real quick, because I, started, I was a special ed teacher in my first life, right? Burn out, didn't last long. I was it's like, I'm not a good enough person to continue that career. It was like a dream. <laughs> There's a couple of years, like, yeah, I love kids, but fuck this. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Not a good enough person to do that career at all. I need way too much. And went to grad school because nothing else to do. Got into all that psych shit. Big debt from all that. I had to wait tables when I was a teacher. It's like, and I have a, you know, I like to go out a lot. So maxed out on my card. Spent way more than I had. I had a lot of debt. So then I became just a higher gun sales guy. Nothing special, but I ended up... I, what I found out is I could sell it. I became, I'm a good sales dude. So I sold some high tech shit, like database encryption key management to go like that kind of tech sales dude. Ended up doing real well at that. But then I got married, baby on the way that all my business was traveling to DC all the time. So I was out of town most of the time. Wife's pregnant. I'm like, this ain't going to work. Like, <laughs> I can't be a traveling sales guy anymore. It's, not right. it's fun to go to DC and party and take people out to strip clubs and sell them fucking security software. But that wasn't going to work as a <laughs> thing, right? So I had this, I'd always had this idea, you know, when back in grad school, I'd studied trance work. So I studied like academic hypnosis, like real trance work. Hmm. And it's so much different than the, what you see out there as hypnosis. It's a whole different, it's like a different thing. And it's validated. And I saw, I just went to Google and I saw all the people spending on, this is back when it's Overture for Yahoo, you MSM, you yeah. remember then Overture? And you could do reverse engineering and find out how much money is being spent on these bullshit hypnosis CDs. And it was like 10,000 a day. I'm like, whoa, and this is all nonsense. This is fucking bullshit. It's like, these are the worst humans ever. <laughs> they don't know anything. Hmm. And I know, I studied with real fucking academic trance work that validated ego state strengthening. So it validated trance and Carol Ganendez, who had the Harvard study for surgery and all this is real, but these are all academics, right? So I went, my sister's a lawyer and I read a Dan Kennedy book on how to be a publisher. And I created a record label model for psychologists who did trans work, but they had to be doctorate level 20 years and publish in a journal and have a real study trance. Licensed their trance into the studio and sold like bona fide fucking hypnosis from real people kind of out of my bedroom. I basically, I edited all myself. It got a little, got the fucking sound shit. Got the CDs pressed before there was downloads, like 2004. Um, <laughs> yeah. And struggled, but 
I'm a good sales guy. This got a lot of partners in terms of all the, like Daniel Amen, Mark Hyman, all the famous docs started promoting me, got in the New York Times, a big lucky break because they were looking for a good interview. And I had all the famous people and all of a sudden we're doing, I'm doing high seven figures pretty quick, publishing the people. But then I never run a business and I don't know. I really don't know what happened. I'm the worst you ever because all your money went to uh, bar tabs and strip clubs and the rest you wasted. Is that right? Is that how it went down? My wife and I were like the Beverly Hills. Like I was giving money to friends and just, but I forgot about taxes. I just got upside down on that and had to sell it to kind of get rid of it to get out. If that makes sense. I just, it was unretrievable. I had fucked it up. It just needed to go away and I needed to get out of the hole I built. And it just still doesn't make sense mathematically. Like there's some theorem there I don't know about, but somehow it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense because there's so much money there and I somehow don't have any. Anyway, <laughs> just crazy. Along the way, I had all these trust of these doctors and all right and all that. Like that was gonna be I had I got a reputation of integrity with this kind of shit. Cause I and I'm also really outspoken about health bullshit. My mom's a Doctorate level physiologist, University of Kansas. And then all these, what happened? I had about 600,000 people on my list who would do what I wanted about this running an email list and being an editor. All these supplement companies came to me saying, Hey, promote my shit. And I'd send it to my mom and say, Is this real? And she'd go, No. So I would say, Fuck off. I'm not, I don't care how much money you're giving me. I'm not promoting your fucking pill. Mm. So I asked my mom, I'm like, Is there any pills that would work? Like, <laughs> this is like, I saw the money. As I was getting out of that, I had my list. I was like, wait, so my mom's like, yeah, I could get the team on it. So then we created like double blind studied shit. I partnered with a doctor and a good Marcom guy. And we created real dose out of that. And I had a list to start with. And we already had the doctors who trusted me because the stuff we made was just better than anything on the market. And we got to 50 million real fucking quick. Wow. But that, again, that was better. But <laughs> then the partners I had are great guys. We're still all friends, but then the us working together long-term probably wasn't the best idea. The personalities were just too different and the missions were different. So I was miserable, but again, they're fine. Like they're, I've been lucky. They're fucking solid partners, like nothing bad, all the great guys. I'm, I was probably the problem. I'm brash and I'm a lot to them a lot. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> <I'm a> lot. <laughs> I was, yeah, so it's not, but I had to go and they bought me out and I sold out for way cheaper than, I mean, a lot less, but it was the best decision ever because I didn't want to fit them in a hole. So I got out for more money than I ever thought I'd have and not like what you'd think. I got way less than you'd think if I gave you the numbers when I sold, not even close, but it was felt good because I got to stay friends, done. And then I said, I'm going to sell you for nothing, but you can't ever call me again except to have a beer. Like, I'm not going to talk with you about the company. I'll get a beer with you. That's I'm no longer helping at all. There's no advising i'm done done which is great and then yeah that's i'd already met hollis and i decided yeah if i'm going to partner with somebody it's got to be somebody like him because he can handle me like it's like i needed a, i need another strong personality to be partners with who yeah. has thick skin because i can like hollis is sensitive i can be who i can say what i want he has feelings hurt and i don't either and i just need to work with somebody i can talk to like that I can't safety sandwich stuff and I can't worry about your feelings. And let's just go and let's just make the right decision and let's just fight it out if we have to fight. It's not personal. And that works with and that's why I told Paul because he's tough and he's gets it out as well as he takes. I really I can't be with delicate people. We're sensitive. Yeah. It just doesn't work. My life, my wife and I, it's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs>
how do you bring that experience into into the group? And I hear all the time partnerships going bad. And Bob and I, I think have been fortunate that we have a great connection because he's in Chicago and I'm in Denver. You know, the, the separation probably probably because we're separate. Is that what yeah, you're yeah, because we're not up in each other's grill every day? That helps. And I'm but, no uh, expert on it. we tell people to be careful. And then there's a lot of good. The whole thing is negative is always selling it. This is what humans are wired. Because for every bad thing that happens, 20 good things are happening. So there's great partnerships and there's great shit going on. Yeah. It's just the only thing I pay attention to is the bad shit, right? Because they stick out, right? Yeah. But I don't have, I'm no expert on it. We, we do have like little thing. Now, if you see like on our checklist is go hang out or you go get drunk with them. Have you done drugs with your partner yet? Like before you sign a deal with somebody and kind of get in bed with them, like you have yeah. to know them at a different level. One right. thing. And have you guys gone through... <laughs> We created a policy because we Paul and I do a lot of side gigs and partnerships and we call it resentment inoculation. And we have a little process for it, which yeah. is any deal. It doesn't need to be a partnership, but we do this every time now when we put money into stuff and partners. How could I accidentally fuck you? So we call it resentment inoculation because a lot of bad business deals, like occasionally there's a sociopath, but I think the majority of things that don't go well are misunderstandings, people overprojecting their competency. They're usually by accident. And nobody goes through what happens if your if your marriage is going bad, you, you can't pull your weight. There's little things that happen all the time that make it so you can't pull your end of the fucking deal, right? And there's all yeah. these things you don't expect. Or what if you wake up one day and you're a Harry Krishna? Like, it's everything fucking changed. Like, people <laughs> change their minds. I'm, I'm, things happen, yeah. right? They get sick and now they don't have the energy to pull it off. But then usually people hide. So what we like to do is like, how in this deal, and Halls go through it, we go and we start, we go like, how could we accidentally, like, what are you expecting from us? And how can we fuck it up? And if we do fuck up, what are we going to do about it? Let's decide now before it happens. So let's Love pretend that. it's going to fuck up. Let's yeah. go. And then what happens if you, so we try to, and of course it's not exhaustive, but we go through it. People like, okay, what about this? What about this? And let's have a plan for all of it. And that way, when, if, when, or if things happen, you're not surprised. And then you still like each other. Cause then we, value the relationship. And that's another thing is we only do stuff with people we like. Yeah. That we ultimately are valuing the relationship higher than the actual outcome. And if they don't, we shouldn't be in business with them. So it's, mm. that's, but then that's not for everybody. That's just what we're doing. It, and that's worked for us. Like we got out of a partnership recently due to misunderstandings and we took the short stick into the stick, but that's fine. We should have known better. And it was, and we're still good friends. It's all good. Nobody got fucked and we knew to go. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't, I'm funny. And then it's just everybody's criteria. Like, I need to have fun or I'm not doing it. Yeah. If it gets to be not fun, what's the point? And then there's got to be an elegant way to go. I love and, that. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff is, I think, important in life and business. Just Because most people, there are the stories, like some nefarious people, but generally it's an accident. Mm, okay. Most things that go wrong, not in that case, it just happened to old boy, but in general, they're accidents, I found. Yeah. No. And so why so, not get ahead of that? I got you. That's one of the things I think with what, how, why Bob and I work together so well is we value the same thing. We want to sleep well at night. We really like to over deliver, yes. take care of people. We're glad to make things right. And it's served us timing <laughs> very well when we partnered on feed stories. Tell me a story about, let's talk about Basswater a little bit in, in the sense that when did you know that this this idea that started, I think you said in Utah or the first initial party, wherever that was, when did you realize how important what you're doing was? Like, tell me a story. Was it a conversation at one an event? Well, we really created something special here and we need to keep this momentum going. What was validating about what was there a moment or two of validation for Bathworth? That's an interesting question. I've never like, look at 
moments because they're all you can just add you know you all blurred together in a yeah, blind all, drinking binge of whiskey and chatter like people start <laughs> to call themselves babies and then people when people started reporting like hey so-and-so's doing you need to stop that like blah, blah blah like when the people started when we started watching how important it was for the people and initially that was scary especially with me with our whole goal of never being a cult like we i don't want people following me like it's yeah it's not what I, so when it became important to people we were like oh whoa we're assholes this needs to be important to us now so it was more just the chatter it wasn't a moment it's just people so i remember my wife we were out with us some people like maybe four or five years ago and the way they were talking about this group my wife's like what the fuck because my wife knows i'm a jack off she's like, oh, like this is crazy and we were like yeah this is fucking weird so <laughs> just you kind of you just kind of notice and then they have a bond. it's like these people they're they're their best friends this is their place it's yeah crazy. i'm gonna go out with melanie's in town and i'm gonna hang out with their kids at 5 30 and she's gonna move it's just crazy yeah <laughs> crazy but crazy yeah good. But it, never, it, wasn't, it is nice but it's a lot of responsibility we still battle with that because mm. it's we're not <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That wasn't our like goal. Um, I never, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's weird. So it's still weird as shit. Like, that is crazy. The whole thing. And we're not we're trained around a community. And you know what I'm saying? This is not something I've put years of thought into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but look at look look at what you've look at what's been created. It, it's like an oasis. Bob and I have talked, and we've been part of different masterminds and, and groups throughout the years. And this one really resonated with me because I met people from Bathwater at some events I did where we were doing psychedelics, and lovely people. And not all about flexing their entrepreneurial muscles in my face and bravados. These are just really freaking awesome people. And they were the few. They were members and i want to hang around more people like right. yeah it's still crazy and we don't know again we're just now trying to not fuck it up and we're trying to get <laughs> and we're also trying to push power down so that's with our board of advisors meeting we have we're trying to now have the group do more and the whole goal now is to like make it more of a community where we're doing less and less of the decision making sure. that's hard because we don't mm. want to do that so now we're now the next phase of this is how does the community do more for itself how do we word that how did you create that kind of thing without because it's ripe with ways to fuck that up so it's mm. like we're, that's our next thing and we really don't have much of an idea about it that's yeah, what yeah. we're studying sure one slow but that's the ultimate thing is so we're not doing it being the people because i don't want to do that <laughs> so when you say you don't be- so when you say you don't know how to do it you do actually you, you eventually have to do it so how do you think that's going to play it's, out we're going to start super small. We're starting with okay. subcommittees. We're starting to let people run little things. And it's just going to be a matter of seeing what works at the beginning and testing. It's like split testing. That's how I love split testing. Test something small and then something that won't kill us. So we'll test little <laughs> things, right? See how they go. See what happens and okay. see what ideas were good and see what are bad and try to get rid of the bad ones. And then hopefully a good one happens and we can then expand upon it. But that's kind of how we're going to approach it. Little tests. Because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't believe in long-term designs anyway. I've mm. never seen one work. I don't know if it- Design of a community or design in general? Or anything. Really? Well, you get these people with their fucking business plans. And they're crazy town. They like, they require <laughs> this and this. And they're do this. And this happens. I'm like, yeah, like, why don't you just focus on that one thing that you like? Like, making one thing happen is hard, let alone not five things that need to happen in order for something to work. That makes sense? So yeah. Yeah. over planning, I don't think works. Gotcha. I'm more of one foot at a time. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. I think you can overdo Over, that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's ambitious and they usually don't. And those, yeah, those are the people you meet at Burning Man with their business plans. So. <laughs>
then we're going to change consciousness and step four. It's crazy. We're going to get investors. So talk about this. So one of the things when I joined, we had, you and I had a conversation about the space of these types of groups. And one of the things that you, I wouldn't say you're against it, but you, you didn't want to amplify was this idea that we're going to come here and we're going to grow. We're going to do personal development work. You know, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have, we're going to have fun. And yes. um, tell me a little bit about that. You're obviously a guy that loves to have fun and a self-proclaimed jack off, but you're clearly highly intelligent and intuitive and enjoy this journey of entrepreneurship. Why that thought? No, no, no growing, no crying at baby bathwater. Yeah. No personal growth. I'm, we're, it's we're it's funny, a joke. Right? It's a joke, but then you, I just see, and especially in this one thing, personal development field is ripe with bullshit. Like this is basically, like, <laughs> that's what I came out and did. My first company was dispel myths. Myths. That's all I did. Like bad psychology. Like these. One is that mm-hmm. most people who do come on landmark, Tony Robbins, all the people, <laughs> human design, what the fuck that is. All these people, Myers Briggs, all this, just a bunch of crap, right? So one thing is nobody's really capable of doing it. So I don't really trust anybody to run any personal development, and then. I believe that if you're going to be a people helper, get your fucking doctorate, get your degree and stop fucking around. So like, I'm not qualified. I'm academically sound on research. I'm not a therapist. And I understand how important it is to jump through the hoop. So you have all these amateurs fucking helping each other with their bullshit advice. And they've never done a bit of research in their life. And they all of a sudden, like your buddy's a therapist, you're doing self-help together. It's fucking get a therapist, man. Like I'm, I'm not leaving professionals, not fucking whack jobs. So I'm bloggers doing self-help. So it's, that was part of it is I don't think anybody's qualified, including myself to run it. Cause I'm not, I respect people who have a discipline and it's insulting if I were to do that, in my opinion, to them. And then that's one part. And then also you got to have a frame for shit. It's this felt development is a contained thing. And like, it can go pretty deep and nobody's qualified in our team to handle that. So a lot can go wrong. Right. Yeah. But just, and then, so that's what we, let's not talk spirituality. Let's not tell self-growth and let's not talk politics. Like we don't need to talk about all this. This is leave that out and your spiritual beliefs are yours. Go, go, go do them. Great. Awesome. Don't bring them here and don't bring your fucking ideas on how to have an optimal life. Just connect, have a good time. Be nice. And it's just to keep it light and keep our intentions straight. And if you want to go get help, seek a professional and don't join some fucking drug group. and like <laughs> journey or crap like that. Stay away, run. So it's, yeah, so that's why. And then because everybody thinks they're self-development expert all of a sudden. And it's crazy. And they're not. And I'm not. And it just has to stop. And then entrepreneurs somehow are super vulnerable. And we're all growing. It's like the whole thing. It is a challenge. We're running around. But let's leave it, in our case, to commiserating together. We can commiserate about meeting payroll and all that. But And some cool. Here's a hack. Here's a way of thinking about it. But let's keep it light. Right? That's a, it's in order to not cause damage, I think, is the main reason. Mm. And then I try to make it funny because it's funny to be funny. But it's And I do hate bad psychology with a passion more than like life itself. Like I cannot stand unresearched <laughs> things when people act like they're real. And the psychedelics makes everybody think they have trauma. So everybody has trauma now. That's great. What's that mean? So it's right. It's yeah. a crazy town. Nobody's healing. So great. Go do it in your own time. And I recommend therapists on my friends. I'm connected there. And so I'm a good, like we have a resource that way. I could hook you up with people who are therapists. And I recommend everybody can afford a therapist, see a therapist. So they don't like bug their friends with their shit. Kind of my fence on the whole thing. See a therapist, don't bug your friends. <laughs> they're not qualified and they want to hear it. That's what I think. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a therapist. It is. Yeah. See a therapist. Like I just saw my therapist this morning and I pay him to listen to my bullshit. You know, it's great. 
<laughs> he has to. That's his job. I'm paying you. Yeah, and he's qualified, right? Like, and you might and I might listen to his advice. I'm not gonna listen to Joe's advice who read a blog article. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the uh, interview today with Michael. He is quite a character. You know, one thing that I've enjoyed about being a part of the community of Baby Bathwater is the interesting stories, especially the backstories of how people get into their businesses. Uh, We've picked up some clients from their feed stories, and we just so much enjoy the clients that we have connected with because we get to tell their story. And there are some fascinating stories of how people get into the businesses and start the businesses that they do. I personally believe from doing this kind of work for for many years now is that every business has a story and that story can be amplified. And your story is the bridge between what you do, the amazing solution that you have and resonating with the people that you most likely can help. And I believe that's that power is in that story and that's what we help people do. So if that's something that you feel like your business can benefit from, go ahead to feedstories.com and book a call with Bob and I and let's see if there's a good fit. Let's see if we can take your story and amplify it. Now back to the show. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Rickneris and Brandon Boyd. Mike, what has Bathwater done for you? What has the group you, you created done for you personally? What has been some of the, we create the things I mean, that, that are missing, the voids we no, have? The, the main thing, like the first thing is, I, <laughs> the caliber of people I knew before Baby Bathwater, we first invited were great. And a lot of them are still there, but... I've just met better people than me with like life's about trying on new hats. The most exciting thing in the world is getting your mind changed or meeting somebody who's, well, I didn't, I never thought like that. So just the biggest thing is the exposure I've had to folks I never would that have changed my mind about pretty elemental things or some people live some pretty alternative, they think different. And then I like, let me, I'm a experimenter. I'm like, I'll try, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go think like Jack for a day, right? And see what happens. And then it's like, okay, that's, I'm not going to do that forever, but that's fucking cool. I learned something. So it's more the exposure to the different personalities that I'm meeting. So I can then try on their belief system for a second, mm-hmm. which is super cool. That's the main one. And then also it's just been lucky with Hall having a good business partner. Wow, this has been a long time now, almost 10 years together and having Cynthia. So actually being part of a real team to the other business partners I have are great people but it wasn't a fit for me so actually having people can finish my sentences and that kind of thing so the I've never been part of a team like this that's been super great like in ways I never could understand like my faith is high actually then like I trust their decisions more than mine a lot of the time so I'm relaxed it's nice that people need to trust that way and I never had that in my life those are probably the biggest is the neat people and the team's amazing and they what Cynthia's put together because she hired everybody and just this, you met Ferg and that this is people are fucking great. So actually loving to come into work every day has been amazing because it's just fun here yeah. and everybody's cool and they're nice. And yeah, just meeting the peoples. And then, then it's just, cause I've always enjoyed folks. So I just, this is kind of what I like. I've just met so many neat people that, yeah, again, that's challenging because they're, they're like more generous than me. And so like they have time in the day. Why don't I, how do you, because they have time in the day because they give a shit. When I'm like, ah, I'd rather like, I'll go play basketball, whatever, that kind of thing. Yeah, you do have an amazing team. Like, I spent some time yesterday with one of your team members and all... Cassie. Yeah, yeah Cassie's phenomenal. It matter, we hung out first time I came. But yeah, it's it, what's really fun to see the events I've been to and the culture is... A, you, you attracted a bunch of people like yourself who I think were tired of the 
the, the rah-rah clubs and the, and events that may perhaps preyed on the unsophisticated or the insecure. Yes. And it's kind of like, we're not here to try and amplify our egos necessarily. We want right. to feel a safe space. We want to learn some things. One of the tenets of well, what we do and when we're creating videos is we talk about origin story and it occurred yeah. to me a couple of years into doing this is and one of the videos we try to create it has to do with resonance attracting people okay. that you most likely want to do business with can help and it's you like and, and one of the things that came up was an aha moment was nobody bonds over if I walk into a room, if I, I walk into baby bathroom, I'm probably one of the lowest earners in, in our company there. We're not me, 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 me too. Yeah, we're just, we're just, we're <laughs> not. And, yeah. and I, you and I aren't going to bond by sharing our bank account. And my, that's no. a competitive conversation. And we're not going to bond by, look at what I drive. I drive a 30-year-old Jeep Wrangler, an F-150, 2014. No. You might be yeah. driving the Lamborghini or whatever. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Well, you and I aren't going to bond over that. What we're going to bond over is the story of struggle. Is, hey, what the hell have you been through? What have you learned right. in, in this journey? Because everybody's got pain stories. Everybody has struggle stories. And I think that's the way people bond. Would you agree? I think through struggle or through just mutual affinity of fun, I think they bond. Yeah, they bond through like, we've all been through it. Yeah. It's, it's a big thing is the hell because it yeah. is a lot. A lot of, but also they bond through, we've been doing physical shit, music, like not yeah. just talking, like yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. is also a way people bond and then people do bond over the way they do business or the way they treat there's some bond like right. the way they approach things yeah but yeah i think it's mainly we all know that because we're all the bootstrap we're the loser people <laughs> you know like <laughs> most of us came from nothing and so all we aren't the trust fund kids most of us half a baby bath our people didn't even go to college so it's we're that group and yeah. i think there is an affinity there yeah, we're not like them. Kind of like strangely still bond on that. I never joined a frat. I don't know why that's a big deal. I'm like, I fuck that. Fuck those people. So it's anyway, there's a lot of that. But people, yeah, bond over all kinds of, but it shouldn't be the like, look, I'm a baller. I hate that word. This, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, I'm a baller. I'm kicking and killing it. This is yeah. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that it's just people. And also people like nice people who are curious. Yeah. I think it's a little wacky. I think people also know that they bond when they're safe. Yes. Great point. And, people are, and then silliness is the best cure to get rid of intimidation. We found silliness is the number one value. Because mm. you can't be an asshole if you're being silly. <laughs> I love that. So we like we appreciate dumb, silly. Keep it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that I think that allows for a lot of trust that way, because then people don't have to be cool and they can let their guard down and they go, whoa. People like it when I'm stupid. This is really And you're you know safe to be stupid here. To be Your stupid. stupidness yeah. is welcome here. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. I, I, it, it, I knew we're tongue in cheek with, but it's it makes yeah. no, it makes so much sense. Is you're in this room full of people that you may feel not really sure about, and you're you're maybe trying to impress because maybe they're going to be a client someday right. and everyone yeah. is given permission to be silly. It's everyone's right. given permission. You can drink a little more than you thought you would. You can have right. some mushrooms if you want. That's and, why we don't allow pictures or hashtags and we don't want people sharing. <laughs> right. Serious. Cause right. we have people who are like serious people who are like health gurus, but they're smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So mm. that's why it's private. Cause you can come out. Like I told yeah. there was a guy I was on his board or I never invited but I finally did because he was like, why am I not invited? I'm like, because you never come out of costume, man. He goes, I can come uh -huh. out of costume. It's a big deal. And he came and he couldn't get out of costume. Um, Interesting. 
I love it actually as a big idea, as a kind of a big statement for you is a safe place to come out of costume. That come out of costume because yeah, that's the worst. You can't do it. You don't fit in because you can't. It doesn't. You've seen it. It doesn't work. People who try to act like things, they get shunned pretty quickly. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. doesn't go over well. No, doesn't go good. It does all the things they're used to. Where that's why we don't do the VIP rooms. Or you can't buy a better room, or you can't get a status upgrade. You can't buy difference. And that's, that was our big rule. Oh. We've had that since the very beginning. You can't buy a better room, man. Sorry. And oh, I love that. You can't buy a speaking spot, but we decide who's talking because, because who we want to. And if you ask to speak, we probably will never let you. So it's, so it's, there's no buying your status here, man. And that's, I love why, it's that. inclu- that's why it's all inclusive. That's why there's, that's why all the, everything's free and open 24 hours is that we can't have somebody go all by the tab or all. I remember going on my first couple of masterminds and then all the risk guys would go to Morton's and God, you leave it a bill of like fucking 10 grand, like fuck off. And you had to do it to show that you could do it. Yeah. So the idea is once you're here, we're all, you're not better than anybody else. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big your fucking platform is. Or you're right. Cause yeah. you got some people in our group who are like literal billionaires and some people are just starting out and there's, they're not treated any different. You can't not, you will not be treated different. I didn't realize how strategic that was that she couldn't upgrade and things like that. How genius is that? Yeah, we don't want that. And a lot of people don't like that. We've had a lot of people complain because they think that we're not, they think we're kidding. No, you're going to, you're going to have a roommate. Yeah, you're going to have a roommate. I usually put them in the, uh, we, (laughs) it's usually not a good strategy. (laughs) Put you in a worse spot. That doesn't get rewarded. I think the lesson I sat down with a buddy who's like, I'm looking for a group that's this and this. And I'm like, if you can't find that group, then that's probably the group you need to start. So what I hear, Michael, is you went looking for a group and you didn't find what you really like. You started the one that you wanted and it fit with you. And you're looking for people that have that same value. Yeah. Some people and when, might again, look it wasn't at that strategic. That's what happened. It was just a chance to throw a party. It, it happens naturally. You're going to end up in yeah, a group it, that, that you feel most connected to. So yeah. maybe bathwater might not be for a lot of people. Not. There's going to be a group that that fits people in different ways. So I think exactly the lesson right. here is, look, even if it wasn't intentional, you started a group. And you've got some frameworks in place and you've got some commonalities that you share. And there's a certain group of people that feel comfortable there. There's certain that don't. And it's good. If you're cool here, cool. If you're not, cool. Exactly. It's not a value judgment. We're a certain type of thing, but it's not like we're great. And yeah, like we have people in our group who started with us and they were like $10 million and now they're in the hundred and they've gone to other, they're still in our group socially, but they're in other groups now that are like that way directional. Sure. We're going to take you from a hundred to a billion. We're not that group. Yeah. They're hanging out at our thing and they learn some stuff, but they're, they're part of other groups for that stage. We're not, we're there for social support at that stage, but we're not going to get you there. You know what I'm saying? We're just not. Sure. That's your goal. The, the guys who are fun. They're like, they're in our group to party and have fun and make relationships. And they join the other groups to have that person who's been a billionaire teaching that shit, but we're never going to do that. Awesome. I love that. It's not a love, love, love conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's just not a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. quality of life. And we do want to invest together. And we spend a lot of time on that, but that's different. Like how do you, we're into boring businesses and things like that. Um, what, what's the future? Give us a crystal ball. What, what's the future <laughs> of bathwater? We now have a goal finally, which we never had. We know what we want to grow. We know how, we know where we're going to stop now. We know any people. And we know the plan is like, we're what it's been like 
20 years of membership, like seven years of membership. We're still only like 180 people. So we're super slow. We're super particular because you can get voted in. Yeah. That's how it works. Like you go, like you're new, you go. And then we quiz all the members who are there. Is Brandon cool? So you get voted in. How did I do? How did I do? You got in. got in. Okay, good. You you took out that hooker that night though. That was Oh my God. That, I I caused an international incident. Yeah. (laughs) Having cocktails with a friend during COVID. Oh God. I don't know if I told Bob that story. Yeah. So I'm there at my first event and I'm in town. I got a friend who actually lives over there half the year from California. And I just said, Hey, I'm I'm in town. You want to grab a cocktail? And apparently the hotel staff, yeah, we were walking back to the bar to have a drink. And they apparently they thought I had a prostitute. Prostitute. No and this woman is dressed modestly. There was no, 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 we, no, no prostitution created, signals were happening. I'm telling you this. And like, oh, okay. We, no mask. We created a COVID bubble. You're serious, but everybody had to test to get in. There's no vaccines oh. yet. And then we took over the whole hotel, right? They had to tell us that somebody breaks the fucking circle because that's only fair to everybody else. Yeah. So you broke the circle, and then they're like, "He left the whore." And we're like, so "The whole psychology, <laughs> like, what to talk?" Oh my god! I told my friend that she was crying, laughing. Um, oh, it, 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 it's like, yeah, dude, you, yeah. Your, your friend left with the prostitute. He can't come <laughs> in. Like, oh, we walked across the street to the other bar and had a drink there. Oh god, that was fucking funny. Wow. But no, you got no, you got. Great people loved you and they wanted you in. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it worked. Yeah. Um, so geez, but yeah, we know we're going to, so we don't want to get too much bigger. Yeah. We're probably at max 300 people. And then the whole goal is we grow old together. So we're going to mature together. So as we fill, the goal is our kids are going to know each other. So we're coming way more into family shit now. I have a 17 year old. So the whole goal now, we're probably throwing mastermind for members where we get to bring our families. That's a big thing. And, the whole goal is now like we're gonna probably we might end up creating like Jimmy Buffett's old folks homes. They're, they're sold out. Really? Never yeah. heard of it. The, the parrot heads, yeah. So all these parrot heads, the Margaritaville people, yeah. he created a chain of old folks homes where people get to party and drink marks. Fucking amazing. Jimmy wow. Buffett it might be a nightmare after a while, but come on, it's <laughs> fucking cool. We we're like, wait a second, because and a lot of us are dealing with like my parents in their 80s, we're dealing with what am I gonna do with my parents and what's my long-term stuff? And so the whole thing is we're morphing into as we get to our point slowly, because we're not again the wrong people, ruin everything. And then we're gonna grow old together and it's gonna morph based on our knees. And then hopefully we're all hanging out when we're 60 and, and doing it right. And then that's where we're focusing a lot more on what's your investment strategies and let's invest in storage units. And yeah. because most of us are really like including myself, terrible with money. And we have a lot of people good, but why not let's start helping each other that way? And the whole goal is we're gonna age together and it'll be over. So it's like we're gonna get to our point, have a waiting list, but then it's let's just evolve. And the whole goal, what are we doing this for? And let's just mm. hang out, help out and hang out and have a good time together and then figure out those challenges because they're coming before we know them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah. worked with my parents and their stuff. My parent dad has been good about saving, but it's still a disaster. And what are we doing about that? Let's tackle some real stuff for our quality of life. So that's where we're going with this thing. Mm, love it. Um, I absolutely love the idea, especially of bringing in families. So we're in another group and two teenage sons and I, they are entrepreneurial minded and, awesome. and they're thinking that way. And especially my youngest doesn't work at all within traditional school systems. Right. And it's, but man, he's got a sharp head for entrepreneurship. He ran a nice. food truck with a buddy over the last year. Wow. So the idea of bringing in a younger generation, introducing to people that is like oxygen, where you think differently, you're not a part of the, the narrative 
and you can create beautiful, important businesses out of thin air that can serve. Well, and and it's just that. having a bunch of aunts and uncles all over the fucking place. Like it's, exactly. People my, like my daughter, I was lucky enough. So I started bringing my daughter at seven. Now she's 17 to baby yeah. bathwater. And she doesn't really go much anymore. because She's too cool. But all the people <laughs> got to see her grow up. And they all take an interest in her. So she has all these friends. It's not even about the business, but she can go to Seattle, call Jenny Thompson if she wants. So she has people all over the world now that wherever she ends up, she'll be able to call. So it's not even about like fostering the entrepreneur mindset as much as aunts and uncles everywhere, man. And like, exactly. You know, and that kind of thing. The shit my daughter can't talk to me or my wife about, she'll talk to Cynthia about, right? Because yeah. she's part of the family. So that kind of thing. So it's that. It's a community. Like we're trying to see what happens, but that's the goal is yeah we all kind of grow old together and then we're gonna grow old so like <laughs> why, pretend, yeah. why not why pretend we're not yes and let's do it and let's have some fun doing it so that's kind of where we're going with it no, but nothing more ambitious i don't think that i think that would ruin it amazing so appreciate you jumping on i'm so looking forward yeah. to seeing you in person we, all right sir thank you cheers and yeah. and i'm excited to get this episode launched all right cheers bye Thank you for listening to The Innovative Founder with Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd, a show featuring the real stories of entrepreneurs making their beautiful dent in the world. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating. If you're an innovative business founder yourself with a story to tell, then you might just be our next guest. Reach out to us on InnovativeFounder.com and tell us your story. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on The Innovative Founder.